All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to a brand new episode of The Real Life Podcast, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. I'm, I'm guessing my math is going to be incorrect, so if you're listening to this, oh. Does the holiday break ever end if you just never go back to work? <laughs> it's just no. bag milk and I. <laughs> yeah. And I'm Tyler, I'm looking at I'm looking at our group text yesterday. Yep. You said at 6:58 p.m. So last night in the evening, are we doing a podcast tomorrow? Is anyone going into the office? Wanye says, I'll call in, but I'm down. And I said, I'm down for report. I'm doing, you know, I'm doing reporting today. It's the first, well, second of the month, first. Monday of the month. So I'm doing some reporting, but I'm like, I'll be there. I'll just be it from home. Jay is traveling home from wherever he was at. So we knew he was not going to be here. Chalmers just says, yeah. And then today, 1.13 PM, it's just me and you. Yeah. And, and Chalmers actually said twice. He's, I think he was at one point alluding to, he may have been down to go into the office. Cause when everyone else was saying, I I'll do it remotely. He said, I'd do remote then. And then yeah. he said, yeah, again. So I don't get it. Um, but anyways, episode 440 of the Real Life Podcast brought to you what by, it? ready for this? What's the likely? Oh, go hit me. We're brought to you by Montana's. Really? Again? We are, we are, we are back to being brought to you by Montana's. You Does that know, mean we got to go eat more Montana's? We've been home a lot over the last couple of years, and maybe we've lost the camaraderie of going out mm. with friends. But you know what Montana's is doing in 2023? They're bringing back the viewing party. Come out to your local Montana's where the game is always on, and there are daily deals to keep you full. Most people, when they hear, you know, wing specials, they think, oh, wing Wednesday. Not at Montana's. It's wing Monday. 50% off wings. You can't beat that on a Monday. The weekend never ends if you get half price wait, wings wait, at wait, Montana's. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 
you said half off wings today. Today, Mondays. Well, can't be. Well, I love wings all days, Tyler. Mondays, especially. I feel like, you know what? I'm happy they're doing this because I don't think Wing Wednesday should just be a thing. I want wings every day, like Oilers Nation every day, but wings every day. Mm. That's my new show starting tomorrow. Brought to you by Montana's. Shout out to Montana's new sponsor of the show. Excited to bring them on board. Uh, what should we start with today? There, there's a lot of ways. You, how is your we Christmas We can do break? whatever we want. I know. We can it's, do whatever we want, Tyler. It's just a little Tyler and bag milk hangout. How was your Christmas break? Was it good? It was good. And I, like, I got myself in trouble with my bit, though, where I was having a cocktail every day. Because mm. then when I didn't have a cocktail, I started to feel like, man, I could really use a cocktail. And then the last couple of days, because it was New Year's Day yesterday, so it's like the last official holiday day for me anyway. Um, I, I just really tore into the red wine over the last three, four days. <laughs> I was crushing bottles of red wine, but I'd be making a nice dinner, have a glass of red wine. And all of a sudden, the, the bottle disappears. And then I'm like, wow, I got another one downstairs. I'm feeling a little sexy. So the holiday was good. I uh, I drank a lot. I ate a lot. I exercised none. So, you know, generally how it goes in this time is a flat circle period to end off the year. You? Yeah, like I was just in the same boat. Like I just, I drank a lot of alcohol over the last 10 days, I would say. And yesterday I was really feeling it and a little hungover from New Year's, right? Because you go to bed late on, you know... It was just a lot. And I think yesterday it caught up to me and I was like, I need a hard break. But then today I kind of woke up and I was like, I go for a beer. <laughs> but I'm saying, no, I'm trying to not until we go to Vegas in 10 days. Is that already it? Hey, 10 days we leave. I keep thinking, I'm like, man, it is creeping up very, very closely. But you know what's going to make me feel like what's time to go is yesterday I ordered a fanny pack for the plane so that I can just go. I'm just going to go. I'm, I'm tired of pretending like I'm going to dress up to go on a plane. Like even if it's just normal clothes, I'm just straight sweatpants, hoodie, fanny pack. None of my stuff's going to get lost. And that's just how I'm going to roll into the airport. And I've, I've given up on dressing up with any kind of decorum when I go to the airport these days. No. I kind of I like the idea of you going fanny pack just consistently throughout the whole Vegas vacation. That might be a look. But I got one of those ones that doubles. I can I can wear it in your classic standard hip pose mm. or around the shoulder if I want to be like, oh, it's more of a satchel. You I know? like I like you getting on a heater at maybe the craps table and then just walking away and stuffing all your chips into your little pouch, zippering it up and leaving. I can see that being a great look for me. And then when I go to uh, you know play my next round of whatever it may be, there they are, convenient in my pouch. I it's a four be. pocket. Fanny pack, Tyler, just in case you were wondering. Four pockets. I've got all the room you need. I'm trying to think of how you even get four pockets into a fanny pack. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Seems know. Seems like a lot. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But it's a new me this year in 2023. It's a fanny pack guy now. Are you a resolutions <laughs> guy? No, I hate them. Because at the end of the day, really, yesterday was Sunday. There was nothing special about it other than most things were closed. So I, I just... No, because you're setting yourself up for failure. I saw a guy on Twitter the other day, and he's just like, if you're going to set New Year's resolutions, make them so bold and just ridiculous because you know you're going to fail at them anyway, that you don't feel so bad. Like, so I set one internally in my own head that I was going to be a hype man for a rap group. Like, Migos missing a, you know, looking for a new member, maybe. R.I.P. Takeoff. 
RP takeoff, of course. Maybe they need a guy like me to step in and do drop the, uh, you know, Mama. like all that shit, all that shit. I could do that. Like that's my new year's resolution is to be the third member of Migos. And I see no way that this can go wrong. You. Yeah. Like I understand how people view it as like a, you know, it's a clean slate kind of moment, right? You're turning the page to a new year. Yeah. So if you want to use it as a chance for like self-reflection or use this as a way to like kickstart yourself and do self-improvement, then I don't blame you. I don't laugh at you. But for me, I'm kind of like, you know, if I if I, I deem there's something in my life I need to get a hold of or need to straighten out or need to get better at, I don't think I need to use like a, an arbitrary date as the moment to do it. No. But for some people, they need that. For some people, it works, right? But Have you ever been a New Year's resolution guy? Like, was there ever a period in your life where you're like, damn it, I'm a gym guy now. And then no. for like three, four days or whatever it is that you go to the gym. I've never been one to strive for self-improvement. Uh, <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've never Me been either. to the gym before. I don't work out. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I just don't. I don't know. I just, again, I go about my days. The calendar means nothing to me. <laughs> yeah. Time's a flat circle, especially in a job like this, you know, cause like often you're working on a Saturday or sometimes on a Sunday. It just, what's the difference? Yeah. Not really. Like outside of a routine you got, like today's Monday, you know, what was interesting though about this year. Actually, now I'm thinking back to the last kind of like 10 days or whatever. NFL football on both Christmas day and new year's day. That was interesting. Yeah, that was. And I liked it again. I, I forget which show was it maybe on with you on better late than never on one of those or maybe on the Oilers nation radio. But like, I love that the NHL does not do games on Christmas day or new year's day or even, or sorry, Christmas day, Christmas Eve. Like they take that week, those couple of days off, but I yeah. love that the NFL don't cause I want sports to watch. I just don't want to have to work to produce anything for them. Well, that's the nice part about it too, is that you don't really have to do anything if you don't want to. Yeah, and, and that's where I was. Um, a little bit of World Junior stuff to do, but I was like, man, the fact there's no Oilers games and I'll have to like do a show and I can, again, just keep my buzz at a consistent six for 12 hours every single day and then also enjoy NFL football because I do love me some gambling. Um, that was great. That that added to how great the Christmas break was because I didn't do a lot. Like I don't have a super big family, so it's like a couple of dinners, which are awesome this time of year because then you don't even have to worry about cooking, especially when you're me and you don't contribute at all in the kitchen. I just kind of like cruise up, eat my food, have some drinks, take a nap on the couch, generally mooch, and whatever, lazy piece of shit, sure. Yeah, I like being lazy too. I like that you strive for a 6 out of 10. I was maintaining about a 5 out of 10 for the last 10 days. It was a really good spot to be. Mm -hmm. You know? And also, it's been nice outside little bonus yeah the weather's been really really good i know i uh, i was talking to gregor today because he we were doing the rundown and he was like oh i'm spending the day at an outdoor rink with my son and i was like shit that's actually a great spot to be it is prime outdoor rink weather right now oh odr for sure for sure no problem today 100 percent. um speaking of outdoor hockey do you give any sort of a shit that there's a winter classic happening right now like right now as we're recording it's on, yeah. It's zero zero after the. First. I mean, I guess that I guess that answers your question, huh? <laughs> it's like I had no idea who's playing. Boston and Pittsburgh at Fenway Park. I feel like they've been at Fenway Park four times in the last six years. Ah, uh, how the jerseys? That's mostly what I care about in these games. Yeah, they're okay. They aren't like true throwbacks. They're like faux backs, which is kind of the NHL's new style. So like Boston has that crack bear on theirs, the one from like the Gary Cheevers era. I was thinking about where it's like. Rah. Oh yeah. Okay. I see. I see. I'm looking at some pictures now. 
I see what it's doing. And Pittsburgh yeah, has something different too. It's like a weird P logo. Yeah, it's, yeah, but it is what it is, you know. Is it really that many times at Fenway Park that they've done this? No, I think it's like the second or third time at Fenway, though. Still, that's a lot. Yeah. Officially, officially, though, they announced the Heritage Classic at Commonwealth against the Flams next year. I like that. You know we're going to be there. Oh, we're going to be there. And what you know what? I, I love that it's October 29th, too, because it's probably, fingers crossed, only going to be like, what, minus 5 to minus 10? Like, the weather should be perfect at that time of the year for an outdoor hockey game. So I was talking about this with my buddies in our group chat, just as you do. And it's just like, oh, it's the flames. It's the only option. It had to be the flames. But then you look at it and the date, October 29th in Edmonton, it can be either minus 1000 or plus 12, or it could be somewhere right in the middle. Like you said, like a nice minus four, minus five, who knows what it's going to be at the end of October. I'm just, I'm excited about it. I can't wait to be there. I guarantee I will be there. I'm going hundred percent. I love it. Had to be the flames. I uh, I will be there as well. I'm trying to see if there's a website where I can look up like past October 29th. There's got to be. Speaking yeah. of, while you're looking that up, I just realized that I'm supposed to be writing the Team Canada preview today, Tyler. You want me to help I, you out with that? That would be amazing if you could, to be honest. Okay, well, actually, we'll get to that in a bit because I had a couple more Winter Classic things that I wanted to run past you. Please, um, okay. Oilers jerseys at this event. Again, you know they're okay. going to get special Winter Classic or Heritage Classic jerseys for this. So should they go throwback to the copper and blue era in some way? And then the Flames could go throwback to that era too? Or I'd actually kind of be a fan of the Oilers doing what they did in this Winter Classic, which is create a new jersey that just looks old school. Yeah, I think like, so I think about this two ways. One what I think is going to happen is that the Oilers are just going to be the Oilers and they're just going to take the logo and do something to the colors. That's just, that's what I think they're going to do. But I would love if they did what you just said, where that's just, this is a one-off throwaway or you know what? Like, I really wish they would just go back to the reverse retros from last year. The, the orange and white, oh. those were so nice. Although I don't know if they'll be able to do that. Cause we'll have a new rights provider next season. Won't we? Oh, for, uh, yeah, like a new jersey maker. We, for jerseys. Next year or the year after is the year it's coming in, but yeah. What would you like to see? Because, like, this is my bet. They're just going to go with... I, I wouldn't even be surprised if they wear the jerseys they currently wear, the classic blue and orange. I really wouldn't. But if maybe they flipped them and it's just, like, the reverse ones where you're on the road, I don't know. Like, once upon a time, home teams wore white jerseys. Yeah. Maybe they do that. I don't know. I just don't think they're going to be overly creative. The others don't generally go that route. What do you think is going to happen? They don't. If I think the safe assumption is, yeah, they're just going to like wear their normal Royal blues and Calgary will wear their normal aways and they'll throw a patch on it and that'll be it. Um, But I, I, I have a funny feeling they'll probably try to make some money. I love the idea of going back to the WHA days, kind of like they did with those reverse retros a couple of seasons ago in the bubble. But I want to see Ode to the Old WHA jerseys where the logo is orange. If you Google Oilers WHA jerseys, there's an example of Gretzky rocking one. So, like, go with the white jersey. The Flames can wear their reds or whatever. But the Oilers logo is that orange. And maybe even go with, like, a cream base on it. Like, make it, again, faux old school. Like, a hat tip to the WHA days. Freshen it up. Make it cream-colored. Oilers have never had a cream-colored jersey. I would love that. I would buy a million of them. 
Or I'm just looking at, so I'm Googling as you're talking, um, Oilers WHA. I'm going to send you a different one in just our group chat to see what you think about this. Cause it's kind of a play on the, um, on the Jersey from last year, but it's a little bit different. It's, uh, come on computer. Here we go. Here we go, Tyler. We have the technology I'm sending through to you right now. I think this Jersey would look super cool at Commonwealth. And we'll put it up on our socials, by the way, if you're listening to this and you're like, what the fuck are you idiots talking about? I sent it to you. Yeah, okay. I'm just, I'm putting it up on our Twitter and our Instagram as uh, as well so everyone can get it. Don't you think that would be neat? It's like, it's a weird throwback jersey. Yeah, why Something, not get a Some weird. spin off this. I'm with you. Some man. kind of spin off this. Some kind of spin off that. 100%. And I, I wouldn't hate them rocking a little, yeah, like you said, back in the old days, white team wore. Or white on or home team more white on their in their own rink. So why not? I also wouldn't I don't I don't I also wouldn't mind your idea of just going back to the you know the copper and gold, like the what would that have been? Two thousand and six? The copper and blue? Yeah. That they, roughly that era. I just can't see them doing that. They they don't seem su- and I, maybe I'm wrong because they this seem year married they did the to McFarlane, the orange. But. But even then, they crowbarred orange into it. They're just exactly. married to the color so, so much. It's like I was watching the other day. I was watching the Jer- New Jersey Devils, and they were wearing their reverse retros. And they just look like some kind of rainbow chips ahoy that doesn't really have anything to do with anything else. It's just the Devils logo with random colors on it. I think that'd be funny if the Oilers did. Yeah, it was just, yeah, because that was like a throwback to their Kansas City Scouts days. Which was just weird again. I I get a weird feeling when franchises wear the colors of a team they stole from another city. Like I hate when the Avalanche wear the Quebec Nordiques jerseys because I'm like, you stole mm. the franchise. That that jersey about, means nothing to the people of Colorado or Denver. What about the game the Oilers played? Wouldn't that would have been Saturday, Friday against Seattle? Seattle was wearing their reverse retros in that game. Those look cool, actually. I thought they looked cool, but they just, I would have, and I've said this before, so if you've heard me say it before, you know, sorry, but they should have gone with the Supersonics jerseys. That would have been so dope. They had no team history. It's, of course they don't. It's their second year as a franchise. Yeah. You know? Did you hear who the next Winter Classic is? No. I actually, oh, yes, yes, I did. Yes, I did, actually. It's the two newest teams. Yeah, Kraken versus Golden Knights at T-Mobile Park in Seattle, their ballpark. I think that is freaking awesome. I love it. Why not? give the why, Those two teams should have a bit more of a rivalry. Granted, only year two of Seattle, so maybe it'll come. But I like the idea of kind of pairing those two teams up as the newest ones and being like, ah, give you guys an outdoor game. Um, they're also getting an outdoor game before there are two teams right now in the NHL, Arizona and Columbus have not had an outdoor game. Um, but Seattle and Vegas are going to go toe to toe at, uh, at T-Mobile park in next year's version of the winter classic, which I think will give it a bit more of an interesting flair. So, uh, so why not winter classic has well, kind of lost its appeal for a lot of people, but it is one of those things where like, you know, in the city, like we're, we're excited in Edmonton for the heritage classic next year. Sure. If it was sure. in Toronto, we wouldn't yeah. be excited for it. No, I don't care. Well, the reality is I don't really, like you asked me before, am I excited about the outdoor game that's on right now? I just put it on in the background. Like, no, I wasn't. I had no idea this was even a thing that was happening. Yeah. Also, I get I get that they needed or they wanted to avoid the NFL, so they didn't put it on Sunday. But like, yeah. also, I don't know. <laughs> it's on a Monday. I get some people are off work, so maybe it's good. I think for, most people are off work. Yeah. I think today's the day in lieu. Oh. 
Not us. Today's the day though. Maybe that's why uh, Chalmers and all them didn't show up today. Yeah, well, uh, or just they're avoiding the grind, you know? Normally that's your deal. They're just stealing your shtick in 2023. Stealing the shtick. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, World Juniors. Have you been watching yes. a lot? Uh, not really, to be honest. Like, I have the game on all the time. Like, every game is always on. But would I say I'm paying attention to it? Not really. It's just, I find it hard to get pumped up about games when Canada just gets, just shit stomps the opponent. That's why I liked about the Boxing Day game against Czechia. The result wasn't what we expected. Yeah. So that was more interesting to me. But like the other day, Connor Bedard got like, what, seven or eight points. <laughs> just like, oh, okay. Like, we'll, I'll, I'll check in on the medal round. And the medal round starts today. Canada got a little bit of a break because they didn't win their group. They came in second, and that very easily could have meant a matchup against either USA or Finland. But they did get Slovakia, who is a good team. They got a couple of really interesting uh, guys who were drafted early, early in rounds as well. Um, They're not the biggest threat. The spread tonight, I think, is like four and a half in favor of Canada. So I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if tonight is still like a blowout for uh, for Canada. But Philip Meeser, I think he was a first round pick. Uh, Simon Nemich, he was a first round pick. He went second overall. They have he won some, us some money, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he did win uh, some people some money when he went second overall too, which was great. I I love him. He's a he's my favorite player in the tournament. Uh, but Canada will probably blow them out. Connor Bedard's just been like stupid good in that last what game you, against Sweden. He had another three assists. Let me ask you something. Yep. Another three assists against Sweden. Assists. Connor Bedard. Sorry, four assists. What do you make of these comparisons of Connor and Connor? Because I don't. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Because yes, he's doing this as a you know in the World Juniors, and that's amazing. Like he's putting up points. Did he get the record yet, or has he just tied it? I think he tied it. So he's gonna get it. And that's amazing. Not to discredit anything at all, but like at the same point, this is not in the NHL. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in the NHL. Yeah, me too. Um, he that's has, all. He has 18 points. Second in the tournament uh, is Logan Stankoven of Canada with eight. So Connor Bedard has more than doubled anyone else in the tournament, <laughs> which is dumb. Like that's crazy good. It's so good. It's ridiculous. I I'm think, not. And again, I'm not. Uh, this isn't me slighting Connor Bedard whatsoever. I just don't think it makes sense to compare him to Connor McDavid when he hasn't even played in the same league yet. Yeah. And I agree with you on that. Um, but that's what people do with prospects. Uh, Bedard. I think he is, I don't think he's Connor McDavid in the sense that we'll be sitting here and, uh, I mean, maybe. I just don't think he's as game-breaking as Connor McDavid, but I think he's Austin Matthews tier. Because, again, I have McDavid all alone at the top. Like, no one touches Mm -hmm. Connor McDavid. But I think Connor Bedard will step into the league a similar way that Austin Matthews did. He'll be one of the best goal scorers, one of the best point producers from his rookie season on. And the best comparison or the best point I like making when you're watching the World Juniors, Connor Bedard's going first overall next year. His teammate with Team Canada, Adam Fantilli, is likely going to go second. He could go third. Okay, they're playing on the same team right now. Connor Bedard is running away with the scoring race of the entire tournament, has twice as many points as anyone else. Adam Fantilli is like a third liner and he's got a couple points. He's playing good. He mm-hmm. fits in, but he's nothing crazy. That's the gap we're talking about here between Bedard and everyone else in this draft class. It's astonishing. Like even McDavid to Eichel, you knew if you lost the lottery, you were still getting 
a star quality player in Eichel, which is what I still believe Jack Eichel is. But with this one, you are going from not quite generational, but franchise-defining superstar in Bedard to like some good prospects after that. Matt Vemichkov's a tough one, I think, because he has to stay in Russia for like four or five more seasons or something crazy like that. But Bedard why? is head and shoulders above everyone else in this draft class, and he's showing why in this tournament. Is he just, he signed a long-term deal with McKay or something like that? Yeah, he's got a deal in the KHL that he like can't get get out of or whatever, won't get out of. So he's not coming. He wouldn't come to the NHL for like four more seasons. It's something like that. Ah. Well, I will say now here, if I had the opportunity, I would kiss you again for helping me today, Tyler, with this game, this Canada preview. I am uh, stacked up here at the Castle Milk, staring at spreadsheets. But you still had time to do a real life podcast, which is great. Um, the other thing for Canada, it's always their goaltending with them, right? Um, Thomas Millet. Milich is how you say it, though. He's been good. Um, he's kind of taken over the crease after Gochi or whoever it was got yanked in the first game of the tournament. So he should get the start fully expect. He's a Seattle Thunderbird teammate of Reed Schaefer, who is one point in the tournament as well. Reed Schaefer, he's the one to watch heading into this medal round because he's been used as the 13th forward, not playing a ton, but Doc is out for the rest of the tournament. So now Reed Schaefer is going to have a regular line to play on. They're not just going to be trying to fit him in. So shout out to our boy Ginger Beef, who could have a bigger role in the medal round. That is exciting. Mm -hmm. I hope he does. because He's got the one assist, obviously. But like at the same point, him just even being on the tournament is almost a win in itself. Because before the tournament was starting, not a lot of people expected him to be there at all. You know, so no. here's hoping Ginger Beef coming up in the medal rounds. Who knows what could happen? Sometimes you need a hero that you don't expect, Tyler. Uh, what I'm looking at a I'm looking at a report right now. Would you like to guess how many articles were written across the Nation Network in the month of December? So this is every site we have, right? Every site we got. Yep. Okay, so I'll say I'm just trying to do some quick math in my head. Eight sites is what we're looking at here. Eight sites, thirty days. So even if every day each site, I'm going to try to do some URM check math for the people here. Mm -hmm. That's if, what I like. Even if every site only put up one article a day for the month, that would be <laughs> eight, 16, 240. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's say each one averaged two, that's 480. If each one averaged four, so I'll say 900. 1340. We put out a lot of content in a month across the network. Damn. I don't know if people would recognize that or if you even know that. How about Oilers Nation alone, Tyler? Again, though, you got to remember, we've got articles that go up. We've yep. got podcast articles that go up. Today, you uh, announced Oilers Nation after dark. That counts as a post, but we're talking December. What do you think? Just ON. That's your world. That's where you live mostly. So if you said it was 1300 for the site or for the network as a whole. Not all sites produce equally, though, Tyler. I know. So that means there was an average of 168 per site. So mm. Oilers Nation would be on the higher end. Mm. I'll say 280. That might be high. That is a fantastic guess, actually. 285. If you Ooh. were Price's White winner, you would probably win both so showcases for that. Showcase showdown for your Remchuk. There you go. Um, we, we produce a lot of content. We do, and we're producing more in the new year because you mentioned Oilers Nation After Dark, which is going to be our post-game show that streams on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Mm-hmm. And you're going on episode one with Connor Halley. Yes. 
That'll be a lot of fun. Um, well, it's also going to be fun because he and I have never, like, I know who he is and he yeah. knows who I am, but we've never spoken before. Not even once. I know it's going to be great. He is going to be in the office tomorrow. He's going to swing by and say hi to everyone and meet everyone in person. Um, oh, okay. Well, I'll be there. I'll, I'll meet him then tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but anyways, new post game show with Connor Halley. We're going to have that every single game day. It's going to have a similar vibe to Oilers nation every day where, you know, we got the graphics and we got all that fancy dancy stuff on there as well. Um, so yeah, we'll be doing that. And also we got some plans for like some other, I'll call it in game content that we kind of want to get going here in the new year. So the content train does not stop. Never. So yes, I will be the first guest on Oilers nation after dark tomorrow. Be nice to Connor. Bcast isn't going anywhere, but they're just probably not going to be every night. Like tomorrow night, I'm probably not going to do one because I'm going to be doing the other show. Make sense? Yep. Of course yep. it does. Unless, um, unless something happens tomorrow against the Kraken, where we're all so fired up that you just need more post-game shows, then maybe I'll do one after. But like, we'll see what happens. It's just, it's not going away for people that are wondering. Mm -hmm. It's just probably going to be more selective when I do it. Or maybe there's going to be weeks when I'm annoyed about how things are going and I do it every single game. You and know. the other thing too is Eve, like Tyler, you you missed it on New Year's Eve. So on Christmas Eve, or I guess that would have been the twenty third. The Oilers lost to Vancouver. You jumped on, and we just talked about Christmas mm -hmm. because it was a tough loss. We didn't want to talk about the game against Winnipeg. I thought the Oilers played legitimately really well. I thought they probably deserved at least a point out of that game. But sometimes, way she goes, Connor Hellebuck was Connor Hellebuck, and he did Connor Hellebuck things. So I jumped on the B cast afterward to say. Ah, we can complain about the game or let's talk about new year's. Let's talk about what everybody wants to do for new year's. If you got resolutions, I'm not a resolution guy. We covered that. But like, if you wanted to talk about new year's resolutions, that's what I wanted to do on that night. And nobody wanted to do that with me. So you know what I did? I took my ball and I went home. I shut it down. And I had a glass of wine and I was mad at everybody else. It's like, I want to talk about new year's, not Jack Campbell. Even though I thought he was fine overall. Still, you understand my point. So this is a long way of me saying the B cast is not going away. <laughs> yeah. And nice so the plan is like <laughs> right when the game ends, you know, give us two, three minutes, to get set up. But Connor's going to be going live like quickly once the game ends. And it's going to be like a 20, 25, 30 minute show kind of thing. And you usually do start the B cast like 25 minutes after the game. Well, so what's going to, it's going to be interesting tomorrow is I was thinking about it already. I'm like, I'm probably not even going to have the wrap up posted on the site before I go live with Connor. Because generally, the delay between the end of the game and the B cast is me finishing the wrap up and posting it on the site. So it's going to be interesting tomorrow. I might be writing, ignoring him. Maybe I'm not. Maybe the maybe the wrap up's late. Who knows? Tomorrow, I'm looking forward to it. Oilers Nation after dark after every Oilers game. It's going to be a big content year for us. I can feel it already. It's just it's pretty amazing how just content doesn't ever stop like even Coomzy and Zach and I we have a group chat that's just kind of like our day-to-day -day what's going up on ON kind of back and forth and we brought in a new uh we brought in a Jays Nation writer Brendan Delaney oh, today yeah. he's going to start doing more kind of like recapping the Pacific kind of keeping like because there's obviously an appetite on Weather's Nation to have looks at the whole league you know yeah. And having one person kind of own that space a little bit, I think is going to be good. So I'm looking forward to it today. He had his first division Pacific division recap up. We're going to do that every week following the mailbag. So the playoff race is going to get tighter down the stretch. It already feels like we're in the middle of it, even though there's more than half a season left. So we're just going to have more kind of 
flavors of content going out. And I think it's going to be good, including shows like ON After Dark, where we're just going to have an actual post-game show. And that's not to take away from the B-Cast at all. It's just more so, this is kind of like a more traditional version. If you want my stupid nonsense where I look at the dog most of the time, then that's still going to be there too. Just different flavors. Give some love to our friends at AMA Travel BM. We talked about uh, the trip to Vegas that is coming up in 10 days. We leave on the 12th. I am very excited. We're going to be doing a lot of podcasts from Vegas. Um, Mm -hmm. No promises on the quality, depending on how many Bevraginos we've maybe put back. Um, But either way, we're... We're going to be out in Vegas having a fantastic time. It's another nation vacation. As always, brought to you by our friends at AMA Travel who make this stuff possible. Also, Toronto's coming up March 10th to 12th. We have a lot of good things planned, and AMA Travel helps us out with all of it. They can help you out with your travel as well, so check them out. If you want to hear the lost episode of Better Late Than Never from Los Angeles, all you have to do is send Tyler and I each $1,000. That's it. That price we'll changes too. It. I think last time it was only five hundred, so it's going up. It's gaining value. <laughs> it's value. It's it's you know it's it's appreciates in value like fine wine or real estate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we're gonna pause for an ad quickly here. Be right back. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We also need to give some love to Tourism Jasper and their pond hockey tournament that's coming up at the end of the month. And you can sign up if you want to be there while Team Oilers Nation plus Frank Saravalli is out there. I think Team Flames Nation, Barnburner, Boomer, Pinder, and those guys, they're going to be out in Jasper as well. You can join us. It's scheduled to be hosted from January 27th to 29th. We're going to have an Oilers Nation watch party on Saturday night as Edmonton hopefully beats the ever-loving hell out of the Chicago Blackhawks. Sign your team up for an incredible weekend of hockey on the pond at the JPL. 
and many other special guests are coming. A ton of outside activities, all that stuff. C-H-E-Hockey.com is where you can go to register. C-H-E-Hockey.com. And you can be joining us in Jasper this January. Oh, Busy month. Yeah. Real busy month. Ooh. New Year's resolution is, uh, you know... Take care of your body. Oh, I'm going to Vegas in two weeks. Okay. Well, I'll start after that. I'll start two weeks after. Oh, I'm in Jasper. Oh, okay. At least we'll be getting some exercise. You know, here's the fingers crossed though, that we have the exact same weather as last year, please. Oh, it was was perfect. What's the weather Jasper weather? What's the weather today in Jasper? Minus nine right now. Wind is pretty low. I'll take that. I will take that. Yeah, I'll take that too. That's doable. It's manageable. All I, I just need to make sure that like the first time we ever did this and you weren't working for us full time at that point, we went to Fairmont Lake Louise to do an outdoor tournament and it was about minus 25 and there's nothing more miserable like on my personal scale than when I'm 12 out of 10 hungover and I have to go play hockey outside when it's minus 25. If you had seen me, then you would have seen me at my most salty. Doesn't get worse than that. Not for your boy bag milk. No, sir. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a confession, and I want you to let me know. This is a little bit of like a you know on Reddit. There's that thread that's "Am I the asshole?" Yeah, yeah, of course I'm ready. So I was out at a store the other day, and I was buying myself myself. I'm buying myself a little Christmas gift. All right. So sure. the item I was purchasing was X amount of dollars, marked down, and then marked down again because it was a Boxing Day sale. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was under the impression that this item I was buying was going to cost me $46. Or sorry, $56. And then the lady kind of goes... Do I get to know the item? Or no? No, because I don't want to say the store. Oh, okay. It was a piece of clothing. And um, my girlfriend and I are there. They were like, oh, do you have your phone number on file? Yeah, we do. So I give them my phone number. And they're like, oh, uh, it's like another thing where you can get another $10 off on this. And I was like, oh my God, that's unreal. So now my item's going from 56 to 46. Right. And it was regularly a lot more than that. Um, so I'm sitting there and the lady's punching everything in. She scans the tag. Now she enters the extra $10. Nothing's working. She's getting all flustered. I'm sitting there like, I don't really care. Take your time. I'm in no rush. And then finally she goes, ah, your total is going to be $30. And I was like, oh boy, that is... And I sat there and I had the moment, I had the devil and the angel on my shoulders. And they were like, say something, that's not the right price. And then I was like, <laughs> man, that's a banging deal. You take that $30 and run. I took it at the $30 and I ran. Am I an asshole for doing that? Or is that like a, it's a bit, it was a big, it's not a mom and pop shop. This is a large department-ish store. So you're basically, you're asking me to atone you for stealing. Is it though? <laughs> Listen, you want a podcast confession? You go to better late than never. We do that there, but I will do it again here. Podcast confessions. One time when I was younger and I'm not proud of this, I went into a store and I just straight up changed the price tag on an item that I wanted to get. And I paid that, that price. And I'm pretty sure the statute of limitation is up on that. Pretty yeah, sure. Probably. So is so that like going to say, I'm going to say that that is much worse than what you did. Fair. So I'm going to give you a pass. Okay. I wasn't sure if that's like a societal faux pas or whatever. Like, are you supposed to correct them? Like, oh, I think you have the wrong price. Or is it like, is it a dog eat dog world out there when you're dealing with these big stores? 
Yeah, it's tough, man. It is it's tough. I don't have the answer for you. I suggest you always pay the price the teller suggests that you pay, which is what you did. All right. Then I'm in the clear. Then I feel better about myself because I was feeling some <laughs> guilt. I was like, ah, oh, I hope the person who rang this in like isn't going to get in trouble for it. But like they shouldn't because it's clearly like a computer error. It had nothing to do with like, you know, but yeah. I did feel bad. But I got a I thought you were just deal. stacking up deals because that reminded me of when I bought my two Jays jerseys, Tyler. And I told you that because I had to sign up for MLB was having an opening yeah. day sale. And then I also got an additional discount for signing up for an MLB.com account. All of a sudden, your boy got basically two jerseys for just over the price of one. I'm a thrift shopper, so I appreciate the deal. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, you know what? I know you didn't want to talk about the game against the Jets the other day, um, but we'll we'll end this pod up with a little bit of hockey talk because that is what we do best. Um, good news for the Oilers: both Leon Drysaitel and Clem Costin are on the ice. Were on the ice at practice today and are both expected to play against Seattle tomorrow night. That's good because Clem Costin. I was scared for our boy. Listen, when he went down at the end of the ice, at the end of the game, I should say, and he just wasn't moving. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Because I had just wondered aloud if Clean Costin is the answer. Mm. And then that happens, and I go, oh, no, this is my fault. Amazingly, Russian machine never breaks. Mm-mm. The kid posts a picture with him and Connor on New Year's Eve. They're smiling nicely with a little caption on his Insta photo that says, ready for Tuesday. And you go, oh. You're a champion, Kaleem Costin. I love the guy. Huge goal against the Jets. Loves loves the spectacle of it. The celebration was fantastic. So good. Ultimately, Kyle Connor got the game winner a handful of minutes after, but it's hard not to like Kaleem Costin. And to see both he and Drysaddle on the ice today was a huge lift because I just, I just, I just, I was, I was real worried about it. Yeah, because the insiders were, you know, there was a core injury or something with Drysaddle. Um, whatever it is, it was going to be short term. Everybody was kind of saying that, but still, like Leon doesn't go out ever, so you have to imagine whatever is keeping him out of the lineup is legit because that is not a guy that fakes it by any means. So then to have potentially him out and then Kaleem Costin out as well, I was just like, come on, man, can we just get any luck? Well, Pittsburgh just opened the scoring in the outdoor game. Mm-hmm. I bet on Pittsburgh to win in this game. Yeah. I have this thing where I always bet the under in outdoor games because I'm like, ah, the snow. You Ice know. could be shit. Yeah. yeah. You never know what the weather's going to be like. And it's bitten me in the ass a couple of times because sometimes the ice being shit leads to like wild bounces and things like that. But I generally like taking the under. What did you think of the the Oilers and Jets game on Saturday? Because it's like for me, it was it was frustrating that they lost, but it wasn't because of their play. No, um, if I said today on Oilers Nation every day, if they can play like that every game this calendar year, twenty twenty three is going to be a good year. You limit the team to under twenty shots. Great. That was awesome. You pepper Connor Hellebuck. You hit a post, hit two posts, right? Because McDavid had one in the first. Yamamoto, like. Man, I can't believe that one didn't go in. That goes in 99% of the time when you put it in that spot. And he hit the bar. Like, it's just, even at the end, Costin had that one-timer that was labeled, and Sandberg just got in front of it. The Oilers played really, really well. And anyone who's, like, upset about that or mad about that performance, I think you're just looking for reasons to be miserable. Did I think Jack Campbell was great? No, but he made some big saves. I, I thought, I honestly thought he could have stopped both of those. I know the Campbell or the Kyle Connor tip. It's like, yeah, it's a deflection, but, like, 
I just can't shake how small Jack Campbell looks between the pipes, and that really yeah. bugs me. And that was one of those goals where if he's a little bit bigger in net and makes himself a little bit bigger, he stops it. Um, the but, first one I didn't like. Yeah, the first one I didn't like either. You need to stop nice that. Nice play, well. admittedly. Like, it was, I'm, I'm not going to take away from the Jets. I thought it was a nice play, but I just thought, like, and I think one of the guys said it, like Kelly Rudy said it on the broadcast. He's like, if you can get a piece of it, you feel like you should stop it. Yep. And that was one where I was just, ah, oh, man, I would have really loved to save there because couple nights earlier against didn't matter who it was if it was Calgary or Seattle like Stu was making those saves yeah and that would have been you know the difference I don't the Kyle Connor one I, I'm with you on looking small in the net ultimately I just that's a really nice tip it's by fine, Connor yeah. right in front of the net so I don't hang that one on Campbell but it's tough when you only have 17 goals against you and you lose 2-1 or 17 shots against you I should say and I, I just looked at that. I was like, man, Jack Campbell faced 17 shots. That could have been a statement game for him. Because, again, the two goals that went in were stoppable, in my opinion. It could have been like, man, there you go. Shut out on New Year's Eve. Campbell rings in the New Year with a win. Like, we're feeling so good. And it was just like, ah, man, I would have liked to see him finish off. Power play goes 0 for 5. That drove me nuts. Because, like, again, you're missing Leon Drysettle. If he plays... I don't think the power play goes over five with Leon Drysaddle in the lineup. So it was a tough loss because when you play well, you want to get the two points. But all in all, yeah. I'm not that upset. I was looking into the playoff picture today on Oilers Nation every day as well. And the playoff teams in the Central are more or less decided because Dallas, Winnipeg, Minnesota, and Colorado are going to get in, even though Colorado is not in a playoff spot right now, which is weird. Um, but like St. Louis is missing Tori Krug. And then they're also going to be without Ryan O'Reilly and Vlad Tarasenko for at least the next month. And by the time mm -hmm. they come back, the Blues could just, their season could be done, is my point. Nashville, I don't think they can get back into the race. So that basically means four of the five teams in contention in the Pacific Division, Edmonton, Seattle, Calgary, LA, and Vegas, four of them are going to get in. And I like the Oilers' odds up against that group of five, that they can just not be the worst out of them. I just hate that you have to do that. Like, I don't yeah. disagree with your math. Or your your logic. I just I hate that you have to do it because I'd just rather the Oilers just fucking kick the door open and just steal the spot on merit. I it's annoying to me that this is where we're at and we're looking at well we need this team to do this or not do that. I just want the Oilers to win games because I still think of those four games in the tail end of December that had they won they're firmly in a playoff spot right now. We're not even having this conversation. There's that St. Louis game. There's Nashville. There was Anaheim. There was uh, Vancouver. Probably something else in there I'm missing. That's seven points that they just left. or so, They did get one against Nashville. So yeah, six, points six points that they just totally left out there in the open that were very takeable. And if you win, yep. if you got those points, if you truly went on a heater and played some damn good hockey and took care of the games you were supposed to take care of, you're at 48 points. You're tied with LA, even though you have two games in hand. You're four back of Vegas with a game in hand. Like You're right there. We're talking about division title kind of stuff at this point. Can they win the Pacific? And... I, I'm getting, I did this again on the live show today. So if people listen to that, this might be repeating myself a little bit, but Connor Halley and I gave our predictions for 2023. One of mine is that they're still going to have home ice advantage in round one of the playoffs. I think the Oilers will very easily not be the worst of those five teams. And in fact, from now to the end of the year, I think they're very capable of being the best out of that group of teams. Gaining a ton of ground on Vegas. Not catching them because it's a lot to, to ask. But I think they can catch LA, Calgary, and Seattle and have home ice in round one. Not a stretch at all in my opinion. That's one of my predictions for 2023. So I missed you in the mailbag this morning. Oh, um, one of the questions... That's okay. One of the questions is the next... Eight of the next 10 games 
are against West, Western Conference opponents. What's your split look like in net? I said that if we're talking just 10 games, I can see Stu playing 7 of 10. I think that's your split for the rest of the season, if we're being honest. You have 42 more games to go, and I think it'll be something like 38 or 39 for Skinner and 13 or 14 for Campbell. And it'll be Stewart gets two, Campbell gets one. Stewart gets two, Campbell gets one. And I think that's the way you need to go. So coming up, Seattle, New York, Colorado are your next three. I am very tempted to go back to Jack Campbell against Seattle on Tuesday because you've shown once this week you can beat the hell out of them and you can outscore your problems if you have any against Seattle. I would give Skinner a nice break. I'd go with Jack on Tuesday against Seattle and then back-to-back Stuart Stewart for the Islanders and the Avs. And then the next week is your long trip through California and Nevada where you got to go LA, Anaheim, San Jose, Vegas. And for me... I'm in a way I'm doing it based off the opponent. I'm playing Skinner against LA. I go Campbell back to back Anaheim San Jose and I go Skinner on the second of back to backs when we're in Vegas. I I mean I can't even argue. It's boring when we just agree, but like I can't argue. I wrote it in the mailbag this morning. I'm like I play Stu 7 to 10. Yep. I think that's got to those... be the way you handle. It. He's your starter. He's your starter. It's it's that's where we're at right now. Yeah. There are though, like again, we can't, we shouldn't do this because we did it in December and it bit the Oilers in the ass. There are some winnable, winnable hockey games coming up. You have Seattle twice, you've proven you can beat them. You have Anaheim, San Jose, Vancouver, Columbus, Chicago. Like, man, if there's a month for you to go right the ship here and get yourself right back into that second spot in the Pacific, it's this month coming up. Easy games. Yeah. There are no yeah, easy it, games. I shouldn't say that. There are no easy games, but they're just games where if you play your B plus, bring your B plus level game, you're gonna go like eight and two in your next ten. They have to go. They have to get yep. put together one of these runs. Like they're, they're what are they in their last ten? Do you know offhand? There's it's probably like five, three, and two or somewhere around that. Four, mark. four, and like, two. <laughs> yeah, so they're very much spinning their wheels. Like you have to go on a run where you have a 10 game stretch where you win eight of 10 yep. or, you know, like to get going. And if this is the stretch where they do it, they've got some games, like you said, that are winnable on here, but you have to make sure that you put the boots to those teams that you're actually supposed to beat because you cannot have another five, two loss to Vancouver. You just can't, especially when you start that game up to uh, two goals at the first intermission, you know, you like the good teams, Yes, of course they lose. Like as an example, Toronto lost to Arizona again the other day. But for the most part, the good teams in this league do not lose to the teams that they're supposed to beat. It doesn't happen very often. And the Oilers need to get there. They really, really do. And just like a little bit of luck would go be nice too. Like it'd be nice if we didn't get goalied once a week for some reason. I don't know what's going on there. Tomorrow against the Seattle Kraken. I don't know what our friends at Betway have set as the line for that one. I'm probably taking the over again, just based off how the Oilers played them last time. Dry settle being back in the lineup. Uh, another thing that's actually going to help the Oilers over the next month or whatever here is going to be the Evander Kane potentially coming back. We're hearing reports he could be ahead of schedule. He could be playing by the end of January. That'd be huge. You know, I was thinking about it. It'd be interesting if he does come back at the end of January, because the first time we saw Vander Kane in an Oilers uniform, we were in Jasper for the pond hockey tournament a year ago. It was that game against the Montreal Canadiens. It was a win. He got a goal. We had a good time. If he comes back when we're in Jasper again, I'm going to suggest to Jay that he just sends us there and we live there now. (laughs) Relocation. Yeah. Jasper Nation. He scored like yes. first shift against Montreal too, right? 
Yeah, it was a deflection right in front of the net. Yeah. Like we all just went crazy on it. That was awesome. All right. Good stuff. BM, we did it. We made our way through like 50 minutes of doing another solo pod, which we've now done three of over the holiday break. Well, you know, some people avoid the grind. Some people uh, do the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. And again, Tyler, if I could kiss you on the mouth again, I would for your help with the Canada preview. Canada. I'm staring at spreadsheets. I am excited for my night here because the Canada... Uh, Slovakia game starts at 4.30 and then the Bills play tonight too. I am not moving from my couch. I'm also going to write an article on my predictions for 2023 for the Edmonton Oilers. So I'll have that for you, Mr. Uh, Bag Milk. Do you have any? So like mine, I'll share them here. Um, My first one is Connor McDavid wins at least four awards this year at the NHL Awards. He's going to win. Our Ross may as well already be his. Rocket Richard. Okay. Lindsay and Hart. Okay. And the extra yeah. ones are wink, wink, maybe related to the playoffs. But he'll have four at the NHL Awards, and we'll have some ballin' ass photo of him with all those trophies. It'll be sweet. Um, my second prediction was that the Oilers do trade their first round pick by the trade deadline. Okay, seems like a lock. And my third one was that four Oilers go to the NHL All Star Game this year. Let me ask you a question. On Saturday during the game, Elliot Friedman talked about the Oilers potentially kicking tires on a Jake McCabe type in Chicago. What do you think of that one? I don't, and I've said this before, I don't love the idea of going out and getting a guy with term. So Jake McCabe's McCabe's numbers are very good. He's a left shot D-man, two more years at four million bucks. So in order to to retain, pardon? Obviously. Chicago would have to retain, obviously. But do they retain if he has two more years on the deal? I don't think so. So I think if you're getting someone with term, you have to accept them at their full cap hit. Like, it's very rare that those kind of things can happen. So are you going to take Jake McCabe two more years at $4 million bucks on the left side of your blue line? Again, he's 29 years old. He's a good defenseman. His numbers are very good. The analytics are solid on this guy. He'd be a fine fit. If he was an expiring deal, he'd be one of my favorite targets. But if you're bringing in a guy to be your left shot D-man and he's under contract, you have to. You might as well trade Philip Broberg. Yes. So uh, are you giving up on Philip Broberg for yes. Jake McCabe? Um, well, it depends. Like, Does he have to be part of that trade? I don't know if he has to be a part of it, but I think if you're bringing in a D-man again with term for the next two seasons, you're more or less saying either at the deadline or this summer we're trading Philip Broberg. Because I would love to see that, like, if that's what they they did, right? And they got a defenseman with a little bit of term. I'm not opposed to trading Philip Broberg. Like, if you could bring in a Jake McCabe and then flip Broberg as potentially as part of a package to improve the forward depth, I'm not I'm not opposed to that at all. I guess I'm not entirely opposed to it. I just I think you can get better in more efficient ways and going all in doesn't mean you have to spend like a drunken sailor and it's like Holloway gone Broberg gone two first gone because I get the sense that's how some fans want this to be and yeah, I, that's not gonna happen yeah uh, to me a better deadline like if Florida doesn't get back into it go get Radko Gudis he's two and a half million bucks UFA at the end of the season if Florida keeps half of that you can get Gudis 
It costs you a, probably a solid pick, and that's fine. But then you also have some cap space potentially left over if you're moving out one of the Pugliarvi $3 million contracts, something like that. Then you have money left over to go do more in the forward group. I just worry that by going and getting Jake McCabe at a full $4 million cap hit with term on the deal, you're handcuffing yourself a little bit for the other things you could do at the deadline and then also what you could do this summer. I, I want a rental. I want a rental on the blue line. I, just, I guess I have a hard time giving up a first. Like if you, if we're talking about giving up the first for a rental, and I know that's what teams do, and that's just kind of the cost of doing business at the NHL, but like at the NHL level, but I would love to see if they're going to part with it to have a guy who's not just going to be around for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I get or, that. Or get just that. like some kind of uh, whatever the 2023 equivalent is of the Brett Kulak trade. Mm-hmm. Could have been a rental, ended up extending him. And that's what I was going to say is just because a guy comes here as a pending UFA doesn't mean you have to let him walk. Like, let's say you go get Gudis and you love him. And I mean, that's a guy who's 32 years old now. Maybe you sign him for two years, two million bucks again in the offseason and you bring him back and he's like your sixth, seventh D-man, your Broberg insurance. He can play the left side, right side or Broberg can at least. I don't know. I know Gudis is a right shot D-man as well. So maybe he's not the best fit, but I think his style of play would be fine on the left side of your blue line as well. So we'll see. I don't know. A lot. Of, it's pretty crazy, actually. Like we talked about Vegas creeping up on us. That's going to come quick, and then our trip to Jasper. That's going to come quick, and then the deadline's March third. Like we're already sixty days away from the deadline. It's wild. Yep. <laughs> well, I didn't realize that it was that close. So yeah, hundred percent. It's, it's going to be here sooner than later. Yeah. Seems like. And also, it's just going to be if Kane does come back in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. or a few weeks, or whatever it is this month. What kind of cap dancing is are the others going to have to do then? Because you can't have both Yanmark and Derek Ryan on the roster if everyone's healthy. So what do you do there? I don't see how you can take Matthias Yanmark out of your lineup. He's giving you solid He's minutes. pretty good. But Derek Ryan's scoring at a fairly good clip for a bottom six guy this year. So how can you sacrifice either of them? Our boy Kaleem ain't going nowhere. He's league minimum, so he helps this math. Holloway uh, probably goes good. down maybe, but I don't know if that's enough to clear everything you need cleared up. Hamblin, like, do you have to yeah. play with a short roster? You do. I, you definitely have to go back to playing with a short roster again once Kane's back. So it's not ideal. Maybe we see a Pugliarvi trade before then, once they're totally healthy in the top top six. But yeah, know. we'll see. Because like, what's the value on a Pugliarvi trade anyway? Is it not just better for the Oilers if they just have him play better down the stretch? I, I don't know. Probably. I guess it depends what you could probably be trading for at that point. I guess. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, Pugliarvi trade is all about what you're adding to your roster and then why you need to clear up that cap space. But yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to wrap this bad boy up. Uh, shout out to everyone for tuning in. Episode 340. We are hoping that we are back with all your usual cast of characters for Thursday's episode of the pod. Until then, have a good week, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Real Life Podcast. Don't want to miss any of our nonsense? Hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.